Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 17th day of April. Uh, Thursday, we will be a week away from the NFL draft. A lot of sports news going on. Jalen Hurts, big contract. I'm going to jump right into that after the break. A lot of NBA playoffs news. A lot of NBA news, per se. And just the great games there. Uh, There's some concerning injuries with the playoffs. Looks like Giannis is going to be okay from everything I'm hearing. Looking like he's a good chance to come back. Uh, got a guest I'm coming on Thursday. I'm going to make that announcement. But first, let's take our first and only break, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S scope, S K O P E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Appreciate that, Corey. I'm back here live now on all links here. Massive contract signed today. Massive contract extension with Jalen Hurts. Going to get into that again just before we went to the break. Thursday, tune in. Tune in Thursday. I'll have Skip Hall. Skip Hall. Uh, he's got. He's a former college football coach, and he's got a book out called Coach Him Up. Uh, you guys may know I go on a show Sunday with Mac and Jack and Jim Jeff Colt, uh, Mac John McGraw, also known as Mac. He sent me a text on Saturday asking me. If I could interview, uh, this is a text, and this is a this is you know a compliment to the program, and you guys are part of it. Uh, he says, uh, Coach Skip Hall, book Coach Him Up is a great book. He would like to come on your show and talk about it. Something you'd be interested in? Question mark. So I looked up Skip Hall. Long story short, I got his number. I text him today. Uh, former Boise State coach. Uh, this is his text back. He says, sounds good. He says, I'll, uh, this book here, the Ford was wrote by Nick Saban, the Nick Saban, who I co- he coached Nick Saban at Kent State, and he also coached with him. Uh, Jack Lambert at Kent State is good. Lots of good stories. So Coach Em Up is the name of the book by Coach Skip Hall. will be on Thursday's program, Corey. Uh, getting bigger uh, and bigger names here. So I'm going to ask him about his book. I'm going to ask him about uh, what does he think about the state of college football. He's out of Boise. I may ask him some Boise State questions or whatnot. Really looking forward to that interview on Thursday. 
Uh, folks, I also wanted to apologize about Friday's program uh, not being shown here. I had an issue. I was telling Carlos I wanted to get on here and talk some playoffs with Carlos. Uh, I was doing my laundry, and uh, these people, this lady and her husband, they brought every amount of clothing they had in their whole apartment, it seemed like. They took up four washers and four dryers, and then some other lady came in there and did her clothes. Long story short, I'm stuck in here uh, thinking about, uh, for those of you who live in apartment complexes where you share the washer and dryers, you know, uh, waiting for them people to get their stuff out of the dryer. And then the lady says, well, no, it's not dry enough. So she puts it on extra. Now I've got my wet clothes here because I don't want to be uh, holding up someone just wanting to use the washer. Uh, and I didn't want to do the show and leave my clothes on watch like that and wet. So th that won't happen again. I'll simply do it on Saturday. I uh, really missed doing the show last Friday. So that, that's what happened there. It's really annoying. That's life in the big city, right? I'm trying to cram everything in uh, because of my schedule. And I do want some time just to freaking take it easy and let my mind clear here. I uh, got a chance to go to an event with Jason Whitlock on Saturday. Didn't get a chance to physically talk to him. I saw an event. He did a conference here, former Hawks uh, Fox Sports uh, host and ESPN. Uh, Whitlock lives here in Nashville, and he works for Blaze TV. That was a four-hour event. I stayed for the first hour. I uh, thought it was going to have about 50 people doing a Q&A and maybe get a chance to meet him. He had 300. He, he, he's, it really showed me a lot, Corey, about building a brand and, and having loyal followers once you get it going. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, you know, Jason's got a heck of a following. I started Sportscope with my phone in 2017, and I thought about Jason's career after he left Ball State. Uh, he started in 1990. And I was thinking, that's probably why he's got such a big fall. He's got a 27-year advancement on me. So putting in the time, working hard, you know, I really admire the guy. So I'm going to try to uh, reach out to him by another means, prove to him I was at his event, paid to go there, paid a pretty penny to go there. Hopefully we'll work out something, get him on my program, and maybe work out some type of contributorship. And if not, well, that's okay too. I tried. But uh, – that's something I kind of casually mentioned on the program in the past. So this knocking out a few small detailed things before we hit the show on the road here. Now, all right, the big news of the morning, this happened about mid-morning. Jalen Hurts, uh, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, signs a huge extension. I uh, really don't like to get into numbers. I want to say five for 255, but you all know that's not the real number here. Uh, the real number here is 179 guaranteed. Spend it out over five years. And, you know, I, I've talked about, you hear stuff like uh, what kind of person this guy is, what he brings to this Philadelphia Eagle team. For example, you know, multiple times uh, I've been on the Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffco, former Dallas Cowboy, but also Jim worked for, the Colorado Buffalo, he was a position coach. I want to say five years for Colorado. And he was, uh, you know, Jim lives in Texas. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts is from the Houston area, from what I understand. And he said he recruited. He recruited Jalen Hurts to go to college, you know. And he said, this was a couple of years ago, Jim told me this. He said, this guy is really dedicated. And he works really hard. His dad's a coach. He's a no-nonsense guy. Uh, he's a he's a team leader. And I thought, that's just all coach talk. And then he compared him to another guy, another player out of Texas, Kyler Murray, who just signed his contract extension. Murray, um, at the time of this conversation, threw a much better ball. Murray was a, uh, a Heisman Trophy winner, uh, number one overall pick, okay? And he Jim then says, a couple years ago, says, no, Hurts is the better player. Uh, he, he's got more uh, intestinal fortitude. Uh, he, he's got the intangibles like nobody's business. I'm paraphrasing that last part, okay? So you kind of get where I'm get, uh, coming at here uh, with this tremendous work at that he talks about with Hurts. He said, Kyler, on the other hand, more of a me guy. You know, even though Kyler, the talent was there, but Kyler threw a better deep ball. But, you know, you, you look at this guy, Jalen Hurts, and I, I've told you about him before. Uh, just a quick history lesson, not to get too caught up into this. Uh, this guy went to Alabama. He he struggled at Alabama at times as a quarterback. A lot of talent around Alabama. Uh, he was benched in front of the whole nation, okay, in the middle of a national championship core. I think I told you this a few years ago. Uh, very bold move because he's a sophomore in college. 2018, he benched for Tua, Tua Tungvaloa. Tua, a better, a true freshman at the time, a more accurate quarterback here, uh, comes in, rests his history, beats Georgia, wins a national championship, uh, Saving gets all the victory there for making the bold move, putting a true freshman in at halftime in a close game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, very honorable about what happened. He, he took it like a man. Uh, he later transferred to Oklahoma the next year, played better. I still thought he was overrated. I thought he couldn't make his second read. Uh, in 2020, both of these players are drafted. Tua, very accurate quarterback, injury prone. Uh, however, gets drafted, gets drafted number fifth overall in 2020. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts falls to the second round to a team that I thought was reaching then in the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, Carson Wentz, their quarterback that they went, uh, had MVP season, got hurt in 17 and 18. He gets hurt. Uh, he signs a massive $100 million extension in 2019. The very next year, uh, this guy was drafted to be basically a gadget guy, a gadget player, a good fill-in, but, you know, he's a good interview, an extremely hard worker, okay? That's going to be the theme of this show, putting the time in, okay? Uh, this guy, Hillbilly Colby, Austin Reeves, out of uh, – you know, the Lakers, I'm going to talk about him in a few minutes, but the same story with this Jalen Hurts guy, you know? So long story short, uh, Carson Wentz never fully plays back to the way he was playing prior to his ACL injury. They move off of him. 
Hertz comes in the very next year, 2021 season. 2021 season. They do get to the playoffs. I still say he's he's gradually getting better, but he still has some problems making his second read. He explodes last year, obviously. Had, a, had an MVP-like season. He does get hurt for a few games. Barely misses getting the MVP. 22 touchdowns, seven touchdowns rushing. And would have got the Super Bowl MVP if they could get a stop in the second half. And he's a definition of a guy who works like a dog, and he proves it on the field. He, he proved it on the field. He won me over watching him last year. You know, uh, he he's one of those people that you're starting to hear the same thing. People say the same thing about him. You know, he, he's got the Michael Jordan effect. He's uh, He is an extremely uh, – his head coach, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts in January. So it's like having Michael Jordan out there. He's our leader. He's our guy. He's your guy. The owner, Jeffrey Lurie, last month, the hardest part for sure is uh, the sanity of a really good quarterback, and we've got one, a very special player. Uh, You know, as far as the money is, you know, I was just reading the money, and this is a smart organization. Uh, The Eagles, I've talked about them during the season when they were making their run. They've got the sixth highest winning percentage over the last 20 years in the regular season uh, since uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, bought the team in 1994, less than $300 million. There's no telling what they're worth now. Uh, we just had a sale for $6 billion for the commanders. I digress. Uh, and Howie Roseman, the general manager there, who took over in 2000, uh, three Super Bowl appearances, uh, one win there, but listen to his cow pits. And this uh, part of being a good general manager, and that's why I said that the reason why I'm okay with Amy Adams shrunk firing John Robertson at Tennessee because Ron Tannehill's cow pit was so bad. Uh, for example, the six million dollar cow pit that Adam Scheffner put this out this year that's nothing, it's 13 million next year. That's a, still a good Super Bowl window in 20. In 25, you think, okay, it's going to explode. It's going to be 50, 60 billion. No, it's going to be 21.77. And in 26, it's 31.77. Now, mind you, the cap goes up every year. It's supposed to jump from, it's like 225 and some chains now. It's supposed to jump to 255. That's good. It usually goes up about 10 million. It's going to go up 20 million next year. So Roseman hit it out of the park here with, uh, uh, he hit it out of the park here with the way this cap is done. All right. I haven't seen the dead money. I haven't seen the full. This happened today. Spot track, this other website I go to, they break down that. Other words, what's the worst? Dead money means the guy's terrible. You got to cut him. Uh, he's toxic. He's a Russell Westbrook type of player, which I'll get to him in a minute. And you want to get rid of him. You can't trade him. You want to get rid of him. You know, sometimes you got $60, $70 million in dead money. I, I don't know that. It's not listed yet. But these cap hits are really good and team-friendly, okay? These are very good team-friendly cap hits, all right? It, you want to stay under 
the average of about 12.6% of the salary cap. Now, Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback in the game. He broke that mode and won a Super Bowl at 15. That was last year. But the norm, including Tom Brady, right around 12-6. You you don't want to go over 12. You don't want to hit that 13th mark. Well, the way the cap is projected to go up, they're not hitting that. They're not hitting that. Maybe in 26, I doubt it. I doubt it. They're they're never going to hit that cap hit. Now, that being said, they gave A.J. Brown, his leading receiver, former Tennessee Titan, a lot of money. That's a different story. This guy knows what he's doing. Roseman, Jeffrey Laurie, don't agree with Laurie, the owner there on everything. He knows what he's doing. Um, this a player like like uh, Hertz is a guy. Uh, he's about six one. He's not the tallest. He's not the fastest, but he's got that work ethic, and he has that tremendous ability to lead a team like nobody's business. That stuff's thrown around a lot, but. It's true when you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts. I never thought I would say this. He earned my respect because usually once players start running around, getting off script, they make that habit. They never put that extra oomph in to make things happen. You know, I was also reading some stuff out of um, out of the Athletic. The Athletic says that they are um, there's some advanced metrics here. And he he is he has improved called EPA. Uh, Hertz advanced metrics is easy to watch. This is from the Athletic. Hertz and has witnessed the growth of his game. He's become one of the more complete quarterbacks in the NFL and the advanced metrics. Uh, EPA means expected points added per dropback, uh, passer rating, catchable pass percentage, on target percentage from 2020 to uh, uh, 2022, that catchable, for instance, for example, that percentage went up 82, 85, 89. He's trending upward. Unlike Lamar Jackson, who exploded in year two, kind of a gimmicky offense kind of went down. So, you know, he's the guy that puts in the work. There's people that say they put in the work, Corey, but they don't really put in the work. They, they show videos of them throwing the football over the place, but they really don't put in the work. They talk a big game in front of the cameras, but they really don't put it. Tony Gonzalez, former uh, Hall of Famer, probably the greatest of all time, maybe not now, but one of the great tight end from Kansas City Chiefs, he says about 4%, maybe it's a slight exaggeration, of 4% players are really into winning in the NFL and really into getting better. Everybody's into getting their next contract. Me, 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 4%. And I think from everything I hear from other people, everything I hear, Jalen Hurts is one of those people. You know, uh, again, worst thing that can happen, this thing falls through. Uh, they extended Carson Wentz in 2019. That fell through, okay? Uh, they got rid of him the next year. Well, guess what? They were in the playoffs in 21 season. They went to the Super Bowl in 22. Two years. Two years. Uh, they're one of the – so, you know, and the athletic goes on and talks about the money that they invested in the offensive line around him, and it helps. You know, my dad used to tell me, the harder you work, the luckier you get. 
he's in a good situation, you know. He he's in a and with incentives. Yes, it's going to say he's over fifty one million. Uh, but they're just talking about like uh, I said, they've got the highest sixty five million dollars. That's the most spent on the offensive line. They made the trade. He's supposedly air quotes best friends with AJ Brown. Now I I, I take that with a grain of salt. Brown looked like he was pouting in a 38-7 uh, win about not getting the ball. That's typical diva receiver stuff. I would be careful about that. But, you know, Spot Track did tweet this out. Talking about his contract again. Carson Wentz, the guy who didn't, you know, he fell through after he re-signed him. He signed a $126 million contract, 66 guaranteed at signing in 2019. And 20, that fell through, right? The world's going to come to end. Now, April 23, coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, they signed Jalen Hurts, 255, 110 guaranteed, 180 practically guaranteed. Uh, and, you know, again, with the Lamar Jackson angle to this, who's holding out for contract, he wants a Deshaun Watson type of contract, 232 fully guaranteed. This guy, he's won more playoff games than Lamar Jackson. He's only got 179 guaranteed, okay? Uh, There's been multiple quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, since Deshaun Watson signed that 230 fully guaranteed, Russell Wilson, 196 fully guaranteed. Kyler Murray, 189 fully guaranteed. And 179 by Jalen Hurts uh, is fully guaranteed. So, So, come on, Lamar, what are you waiting for, man? What are you waiting for? You've missed 10 games in the last two years in the NFL. That's huge. You know, but so I, I do think that, um, and part of this is, you know, the athletic is saying, hey, look, these guys on Joe Burrow, best quarterback, does more with less in the game. He hasn't signed yet. Justin Herbert looks all world, looks the part, hasn't equated to winning playoff games yet. Uh, he's going to sign up. So what Howie Roseman, the general manager of Phil Dett, they want to get him in before those numbers bump up the market value. So it, it works out for the team. Hertz gets a big chunk of money. He's going to be under 30 years old when this, um, I think he'll be 30 on the money. He's 24 now. This goes all the way up. Yeah, he'll be under 30 years old, and he can go to the well again. He can go to the well again, shows who he is. My only concern, 11 rushes, that's too many. Second only to Lamar Jackson, who I just said has missed 10 games in the last two years. The more you run uh, forward, the worse things are going to happen. That's 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 just a fact. That's the way it is. So they, I, if, I'm, if I'm the Eagles, I need to cut that in half. Um, we, we, got, we got to develop him even more as a passer. Uh, again, with this guy's got his his kind of dedication, uh, the leadership, uh, his character, I think he will. I think he will. I never thought I would say this, but hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, actions speak louder than words, and he has showed me. Uh, I, I brought in a, a Philadelphia super fan last fall when they were uh, nine and one or whatever, and he says I'd go ahead and stand him. That was uh, Philadelphia sports guys Jamie Pags, and Jamie's right. And that in that town, 
If you screw up and you're mailing it in, those fans will let you have it. And so, anyways, that is all I have to say about that. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's a good contract. I think it's good for both parties. Uh, I think the worst thing can happen if he gets hurt really bad. I think you hey, have a year or two of setback, and but when when you're built up so much around him, uh, I think they'll be okay no matter what. It feels like a win-win for me. Okay. Switching gears to the round ball, like Jim Carrey said in the movie Cable Guy. Wasn't his biggest hit, but that was one of my one of my favorites. I thought Cable Guy was hilarious. Austin Reeves. Uh, I was going to go to that Golden State game, but since I since I teased it, I'll go ahead and go. Austin Reeves, nickname um, Hillbilly Kobe from Newark. Check this out, Corey. I've never even heard of Newark, Arkansas. Uh, a guy that, that played at Wichita State, Kansas. Then he transfers to Oklahoma, went undrafted, and just had a great game. He, he had been coming along. I thought he was one of these Jeremy Lynn guys. I joked around with Carlos Badniorka Chavez a few weeks ago on him, and he's another one of those guys. He ducks his dead head down. He works like a dog. Nobody knows who the heck he is, and now he has come to be a major contributor for the uh, L.A. Lakers and coming up in the big game, too. But Memphis couldn't do nothing with this guy, you know? They couldn't do – this game, what did he have? Um, eight for 13, three, three for five from three, three, three rebounds, four assists, 23 points. And, you know, he was hitting everything down the stretch. Seemed like he was throwing up here. And, you know, again, this game, about like I said it would go. I thought that that Memphis, that, that the Lakers would win. They had the advantage with Anthony Davis, who I thought that's injury prone, uh, hurt his elbow, looked like, a, looked like a really light hit on the court. He's saying he can't feel his elbow or whatever. And uh, it turns out to be just a stinger, and he comes back in. And who says that I don't like uh, Stephen A. Smith or even LeBron? I've got a quote from uh, LeBron, uh, Stephen A. Smith here. Got a soundbite from him at halftime uh, when they thought that Anthony Davis wasn't going to come back in the game. This is funny. Big story. Clearly, the injury to Anthony Davis. Stephen A. Smith, I can see it in his face. Michael Wilbon, Jalen Rose, I'm Mike Greenberg. What does the expression say? This is unbelievable. I mean, how many times have we sat here? We said we can we don't even get to evaluate the greatness of Anthony Davis because something happens. Why did I mention Jared Jackson Jr. being the key? Because Anthony Davis, we know when he's in a lot of he's big time. How long is this brother going to last? Is he going to get hurt? And sure enough, the first half, I mean, before the first half is even finished, Anthony Davis. And, of course, he came back in. I had him in a prop bet to score 25 and 10, and he ends up getting 22, that mother effer. But, I mean, no, never mind. And here's LeBron on uh, Hillbilly Kobe. Uh Looking good early in practice. Now, I'll tell you another player that was said about two here in the say. Here's LeBron on, on Austin Reeves. You know, kind of run me through the conversations of him like with Austin. Uh, well, it's not surprising to me. 
I knew from the first practice that we had when we grabbed him that it wasn't going to be long. Um, he wasn't going to be a two-way player for long. Um, then a couple of weeks went by. I knew he was going to get a guaranteed contract at some point. I just, I just know I've been around the game long enough to know great basketball IQ players, and I know the type of players that fit with my game. And um, and I knew Austin would be that right away. So. Yeah, and I guess he's talking about he's like basically a ten-day contract guy. You know, uh, LeBron's saying that that Reeves, uh, what what was was basically one of those ten-game contract guys. He fits in what they do. There's another guy, O.C. Oldman, real your or something like that. Uh, played well for the Lakers. He's got a Japanese name. He had 29 points here, uh, and of course, you know. Uh, Memphis is snake bit by Andrews. Uh, uh, no, no word whether John Morant's going to come back or not uh, from that hand injury. Plus, they had Stephen Adams out. Brandon Clark is out. But you, you see that already uh, this guy's playing well. That That is a like a feel-good story, and he's living up to it. It's a different world in the playoffs, you know. It's a different world. The speeds are, are a little bit quicker, and it's tougher to shoot that well on the road. So kudos to them. And, of course, but like I said, I felt like I was pretty much predicted this the way, other than John Morangan hurt, that they'll win the series, but you already can see that Davis is already banged up. You know that they're going to be pushed, whether they're playing Sacramento or Golden State in that next round, who's going to be worn out too, and that's the next series I'm going to talk about. I don't see them getting to the finals. I mean, they got a great storyline with Reeves and everything. LeBron's 38 years old. Uh, you look at Anthony Davis, and that didn't even look like a really hard hit. And it it was described as a stinger, you know? So, anyways, Golden State. By the way, this was a great weekend. It was a few blowouts. Your Boston Celtics, Corey, they, they, they played well. Uh, Philadelphia played well. Uh but, you know, these are great games. Uh, that Golden State game was loud. Uh, it, it was as advertised. I took the over in it. It did go over. It was 140s. Uh, you had guys like um, – let me get my notes here. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox played really well. But here's what here's where I think that they may – they meaning Phil, or Golden State – may have some serious problems, and they could potentially get blown out again tonight, get blown out tonight. I felt like they had control of that game towards the end, and then Sacramento takes over and, and wins the game at the end. Usually you get a good punch like that from the team trying to steal the game. If they don't steal game one, uh, there's a chance here that they're going to lose. According to NBA statistics, 85%. I want to make sure I got this right. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now, these are the exact statistics. This is for NBA.com. Teams that win the first game of the best of seven series at home go on to win 85.4% of the time. Teams that win the first game of the best of seven on the road win the series 52% of the time 
Okay. So that, that, that's pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. Now, my, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is the Montes Sabonis, Sabonis was, he had a lot of just wide open layups. Uh, he had eight footers, five footers, Corey, that he was rushing. He's a seven footer himself. They got him listed as power forward. He, his, his height is his seven foot. His dad was a heck of a player for the uh, Portland Trailblazers back in 20, uh, 2000, 23 years ago. He's 27 years old, and Draymond Green or Kevin Looney could not do anything with him. Hey, John, hey, how you doing? Good, good to meet you. And so they could be in trouble. Now, I said that this will go six games. This will go six games. Wiggins coming back. Gary Payton, you're trying to you get Wiggins back into the flow of things. That can be dangerous if you're going from being out over a month to putting a guy in, in full tilt playoff mode. And that is a high-energy environment, you know. E-40 said that security uh, was racist and got all ticked off and left, said he ain't coming back to – to uh, Sacramento, he'll, he'll he'll see it. He'll see the game in in Golden State. It was a really high energy environment, man. And but Sabonis, if 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 now I'm not going to rule out Golden State because remember uh, Boston beat them in the finals in Game One, and and Golden State beat the odds last year. But like I said before, you've got a 35 year old lead player here. Okay. Your lead player, Steph Curry, he played well, shot the ball well, uh, scored 30 points the other night. They played tonight. At, uh, they're two-point favorites to win tonight. The odds makers saying they're going to win this game, too. There's a chance they can get blown out because they don't play well on the road. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm never going to write them off because they're they're, they're well-coached. Uh, they, they know what to do. They're never going to panic. But it seems like they have a lot of problems with Sabonis. And I'm sure Mike Brown, who's a coach of the year candidate, he, he's going to see that. He's going to see And he's probably going to tell Sabonis, listen, man, we know you're looking to pass first, and that is great. We want to get players to do that. But if they leave you open like that, take that ball to the rim, make that defense crack, get them in foul trouble, get them in foul trouble. And if you see somebody leave – a Darren Fox or Malik Monk, who had they, they, Malik Monk had thirty points. Open Harrison Barnes, get one of them, and we'll make them pay. We, we will make them pay here. So uh, Alex Lynn had a pretty good game here. You know. That being said, you can't write off Golden State. Nobody's going to write off Golden State, but Golden State, like I said, going back to Steph Curry. 35-year-old lead player. They're a sixth seed. The last team to do that was the Houston Rockets. Okay? 94-95. Houston Rockets, third lead player, Akeem Olajuwon, 32 years old. Steph's 35, okay? His two teammates, 33 and 34 years old, Draymond Glean and Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, Okay, so this that's why I think it it's really stacked again. By the way, I just read that uh, 
Boston with the contusion to Giannis, they're now favored to win the finals. It was Milwaukee, now it's Boston. I digress. You never know what's going to happen. This thing, it's like a marathon. Plaython, the playoffs are like a marathon, you know. But um, I think it's going to be an interesting series. Could go seven. Not ready to crown gold, uh, Sacramento yet because of Golden State's experience. But I, I think that there's a good possibility that both Golden State and the Lakers, even if they win, could be out of gas but try the time they meet each other. You're saying, well, what are you getting at? Well, the Clippers just showed uh, Kawhi Leonard looks like the guy in 2019. That's the first time that I said that looks like Toronto Kawhi Leonard. You know, and that's a good transition right there. Possibly the Clippers, and that's just one game. But you look at a team like a like a young they have their proper amount of experience in a in the Denver Nuggets team there who blew out Minnesota. I thought Minnesota was going to play a lot better than that, man. You know, former co Oh, hey, John. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I was just on John's show Friday before I had the issue in the laundry room and I had to cancel my show. I digress. Okay, so... Kawhi Leonard, I mean, just man. Let me make sure get this stat line here. I don't, I don't, I don't want to shoot the guy short of of his of his glory here. Thirty eight points, thirteen for twenty four, three from five from three, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, getting the ball inside, uh, great big hands, uh, really good passer. Uh, did a good job. That's the best two-way player. Remember to hear that term, two-way player, Kawhi Leonard. That's the best I've seen him since that 2019 run with uh, the Toronto Raptors. Now, I'll say this. There's no guarantee that um, Paul George is going to be out. He might be back for the next series, okay? And the Phoenix Suns, you know, I was listening to Jason McIntyre, huge NBA, Fox Sports, young guy, knows his stuff, though. Knows his stuff. Unlike um, that other guy from Fox, Corey, that we don't like. is an annoying young dude, that obnoxious guy. Um, he says that, you know, you got to let – you got to get that ball to Durant. He's just going to have to take more shots. Durant was 7 for 15, uh, 27 points. Nine rebounds, 11 assists. He had a pretty good game. But uh, it looks like that, that, you know, they were more, a lot of complaining from Devin Booker. A lot of complaining from Devin Booker. But listen, you know, Nicholas Batoon, uh, Zubiak, Eric Gordon, uh, this guy, man, this shooting guard, Powell off the bench. The bench played well. Now, Westbrook, three for 19. Um, now, he could screw up a free meal. But they still found a way to win. And I, I think Kawhi let everybody know, hey, I'm still pretty freaking good. Everybody's writing me off. I'm still pretty freaking good. I'm back to my – now, he was back in form. So, they're a real threat now. 
they're a real threat. Because every time that I was looking at that game, Clippers were up 10, 12, 14. And I'm thinking, man, when they going to maybe, – maybe Phoenix is – you know, Phoenix, they tie the game. They take a lead, timeout. Clippers come back. We know what happened. 110, 115, 110, 52% chance, according to these stats, that they win the game. Now, of course, it's a must-win game. You, you don't want to lose a second game at home there if you're Phoenix. But now remember, Phoenix, this was a big deal with Phoenix. They traded a big chunk of their bench to get Durant, Okay. And one of the players they traded went to uh, Brooklyn. Had a great game. Of course, they got beat, you know. Had a great game, They but they held on to that sixth seed against Philadelphia there. But after the game, of course, Westbrook, being Westbrook, this starts to get more of the uh, talk than, than, than Kawhi's performance, you know. Uh Russell Westbrook, and I and I was, I was going to put this off, but it seems like I've got a little bit more time than I thought. He converts a fan up into sweet about saying something. Let's see if I can catch this. I might be able to play this on here. And and uh, the teams, the team is looking into it. He call he comes to the suite and calls this guy an mf'er or something like that. Um. See if I got. I thought I screenshotted that, uh, but either way, so he, he comes up and it walks into the suite and says something to to this fan, and I want to see if I can find it on here. I'll play it real quick, guys. That if not, you'll get the idea. At some point, you got to ask yourself, you know. Is it is it everybody's out to get Russell Westbrook or is Westbrook causing it? Here it is. Yeah, saying watch your mouth to a fan like that going in. And, you know, he... Again, Westbrook. Now, mind you, this guy's been on. Let's see. Let's let's count them real quick. Oklahoma City, Houston, Washington, L.A., L.A. Five teams in five years. Uh, a player said Westbrook uh, in the Laker locker room. They. Uh, Describe Westbrook as being quote toxic. So he's been on five teams in five years. Uh, he 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 had a had a fan thrown out uh, supposedly in in. Um, I was reading this. This was back in 2019. Utah fan who were seeing lifetime ban sues team and what Westbrook, some type of racial slurs or something like that. But then he has another problem with the fan, a little kid reached out, gave him like a high five. He didn't want to touch him. Uh, that I want to say that was in Denver. Okay. And then you've had this that happened last night 
with the Durant leaving him, with the five teams in five years. So you, you got to ask yourself, who's the problem here? You know, uh, you know he has no self. A Colin Coward says he has no self awareness on the court. Three for nineteen. Uh, he don't like people calling him Wes Bricker. I mean, he can't take criticism. You know, even though you're a star basketball player, uh, he has a problem taking criticism. Uh, you know, you, you, you would think that somebody in his circle would say, hey, look, man, maybe you've got a temper problem. Maybe you didn't ignore that outside noise. Think about how long the NBA's been going on. But you have the most consistent amount of the problems with fans and you're on multiple teams. You're on multiple teams. So maybe, just maybe, you're the problem. Maybe. At some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, hey, man, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. You know, uh, the, the more energy you give that, the more the fans are going to heckle you. And I don't believe, I do believe in, you know, uh, kicking drunk, unruly fans, cursing, racial, all that stuff, kicking them out. But booing, boo, that's what they pay for. They want to feel like they're part of the game, you know. And the league needs to discipline him for this. Now, I'm sure I'll do an investigation, but, you know, you don't want him. He's making a habit of this, confronting, going up in the stand. Okay, you know, let security deal with that. Point him out to security. But going up into the uh, executive suite like that, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, man. I've liked his work ethic. don't like his attitude. I've always liked the guy's work ethic. But he's getting in a habit of walking up on people. And this part of the country where I'm broadcasting from, yeah, you could do that out here. You're a big guy. You're cut, man. I saw a six-pack. Was he 6'3"? Top-notch shape. But in this part of the country... You randomly walk up on people in this part of the country like that. Uh, there's a, there's a chance a, a disaster could happen, a tragedy, and I think he's got kids. You know, he needs to have some self awareness. Beware of who you walk up on and be so a tough guy with. Just saying, especially in this area, especially I don't want to do that in Memphis. Okay, this was this was in Phoenix, but. You hope that that doesn't override how good of a how Katalu great coaching job, and you hope it doesn't get the ink over Kawhi Leonard. You hope it doesn't get the ink, and and probably it'll blow over. But that that's that's Westbrook, you know, that's Westbrook being Westbrook. Um, at some point, you got to think maybe maybe it's 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 how you're handling these situations uh, and letting it get to him. It's probably why he's three for 19. You know, you got to know all that. That's all white noise, man. You know, somebody, this guy's 30 years old. You think somebody would tell him, get it through his head at this point. Some people never learn. Okay, Knicks. I'll tell you what, man. I made some notes. I watched that Knicks game. Like I said, there's a lot of good games this weekend. Uh, some pretty scary injuries. But I don't think anybody's, quote, out for the out for the playoffs other than I think Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is going to be out. And I don't think uh, Milwaukee's in trouble. It looks like it was a contusion that, that Giannis will be back. 
Uh, but they're going to have a series on their hand now. They're going to have a series on their hand. But Giannis, uh, um, I think it was too long a layoff for some of these teams. Now, remember, these teams that are in the top six, they didn't have uh, they didn't have any playing games. They didn't have any. They, they, had, they had a practical whole week off. And some play, t- players got a day before that. So you're talking seven, eight days without playing a game, and you saw it. You saw the rust. And, and, you know, the way I think about it is you have that many days off and you need to go into full tilt. These games are really physical. You just wonder if maybe if that's causing some more of these injuries. It's food for thought. And these teams that play, these playing games, are somewhat more informed. Uh, Miami looked good early. They looked good even when, when Giannis was in the game. But anyways, the Knicks, hey, the Knicks, I thought that they would have a chance because they had a slight, and I do mean slight, um, experience advantage over Cleveland. This could be a seven. I said it was Cleveland in seven. The Knicks won that pivotal game, uh, game one on the road, though, on the road 52%, but still. That's always a good sign in most cases of who's going to win the series is the winner of game one. Now, the bench for the Knicks, 30-8, to topping, really getting a lot of hustle to the ball, loose balls. Uh, uh, Josh Hart, uh, you know, played really well. Brunson played in control. Wish he would have passed a little bit more. But he looked like he was in full control. They got Randall back, who wasn't sure how Randall was going to be once he came back from the ankle. Didn't look too bad to me, considering he'd been out a little over two weeks with that ankle injury. Now, we're talking one game. Cleveland, very talented team, very young. But I tell you what, they did have uh, very aggressive uh, around the ball. Again, this topping guy, 30-8. to eight. The at one point the bench had outscored, uh, and that's good because usually your bench doesn't play well. Your bench usually doesn't play as well on the road as they do at home statistically. That's why your stars have to pull you together on the road to get those road wins. Uh, but to do that on the road, uh, very impressive performance by the Knicks. Again, I think this is probably a seven game series. Um, if Cleveland don't make any serious adjustments, maybe the Knicks do win. Maybe they 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 pull this win off, you know. But you just don't know. You, you just don't know how things are going to work out. So, you know, it, it's it's a very good. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about the that Knicks. I didn't forgot to talk about the mouse story. There's been so much. Um, Okay, so the Mavs, uh, before last time I talked to you, I was last Thursday. They get a $750,000 fine for benching players in that essential playing game, I want to say. Well, Chicago, speaking of Chicago. Uh, so because they had this trade protected top 10 pick from the Crystal Porzingis trade back in 2019. Okay, I'll say this. So basically, they wanted to tank that last game, 
so they can get that top 10 pick because they knew they made a mistake with the Kyrie Irving trade. Okay, well, if you're the NBA and you really want to stop stuff like this, you want to stop the tanking, uh, take away the pick, man. See, the NFL, when they when they get serious about something, they get serious about it. Uh, there were some champion charges that the NFL found out about contacting players on other teams uh, that were under contract and coaches, and they proved, I think it was something to do with Miami and Tom Brady who was under contract with Tampa Bay at the time. Well, the NFL didn't mess around. They took a, they took out this year's Miami Dolphins first-round pick. So a week from Thursday, there's only going to be 31 picks. Uh, the bear, uh, the Bears made a trade with the Steelers, and that 32nd pick is just considered uh, first-round pick. That pick will be done at the start of the second round. Miami has no first-round pick. Uh, just take the pick away. Whoever's picking ninth and whoever's picking eleventh will be picking tenth. If if you want that to stop, if you want that to stop, that's what you should do. Also, notice that this new CBA, Sharm Sharamia, he said that this new CBA, uh, just so there's a certain amount of minutes, because remember it's sixty five. It's 65, uh, um, 65 games. By the way, kudos to Jaron Jackson. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, speaking of Memphis, wins defensive player. Second youngest ever to do that other than Kawhi Leonard. I digress. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can find this from Charms. But basically, you can't just come into a game and come out of the game. Um, uh, what did he say here? Okay, Sharm says, sources, full ter- terms, NBA 65 game minimum to be eligible for honors, MVP, All-NBA. This is big because this is good for your contract. Uh, MVP, All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year. Players must play a 20 minutes at in at least 65 games with protections against season-ending uh, injury. 62 games, near misses in two minutes at 15, bad faith circumstances. So uh, that's good. That's good, the way Forrest Gump would say. When he, when uh, when the guy told him uh, he didn't have to worry about money no more. He said, he said that's good. When uh, Bubba Gump uh, shrimp took off. So, you know, the NBA, they're trying – but uh, something's got to be done about players going into the stands, man. You know? And, of course, I'm looking at tonight's game. The Nets are <laughs> they're up 40 to 32, and Doc Rivers looks pretty ticked off. <laughs> Joel LMB's 15 rebounds, most by any player at halftime in 25 seasons. Man, I tell you, he's probably going to get it. Yeah, yeah, Doc, Doc's ticked, Corey. He, he's ticked off, man. He looks like somebody stole his lunch money or stole his lunch out of the uh, out, out of the refrigerator. Again, folks, so uh, 
Thursday, Skip Hall. Let me read you what the uh, former Boise coach, uh, this guy's college football coach, he's got a, he's got a book called Coach Him Up. He's got a book called Coach Him Up. He tells me uh, he's coming on a program Thursday, 15 minutes after the hour. Okay, 15 minutes after the hour. He says the forward to this book is by Nick Saban, who he coached in college at Nick's and also coached with Nick Saban and with Jack Lambert at Kent State. Uh, so it, it's a lot of good stories. So Skip Hall asked to be on the program. So I'll have him on the program pending some setback. Hopefully not. Knock on wood, right? Knock on wood. We'll have him on the program Thursday. Uh, of course, Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez will be back on Friday. And I may even ask Keith Engel to come on Wednesday. I, I don't know. I may even ask the great uh, Keith Engel, see what he thinks about all these playoffs and everything. And, uh, again, we, we just don't know when something big is going to happen. Maybe Justin Herbert gets signed tomorrow. Maybe Lamar Jackson gets signed tomorrow. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, uh, something happens with that trade. Uh, we're, we're talking nine days before the NFL draft, and something really got to be done about that Rodgers thing. So either way, folks, if you like the show, share the show. And thank you, uh, Olivia, uh, for sharing the program. So apparently Skip Hall wanted to come on the program because people like you are sharing the program. So thank you all for sharing this program, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, less than 30 subscribers. It's hard to get YouTube off of the ground. So, and and listen to the subscribe to the Spotify podcast or just anywhere you get your podcast here. I would greatly appreciate that, folks. Uh, otherwise, I will see you tomorrow, uh, same place, same time here on Sports Scope.